On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk about five steps that will help you to have effective live videos. And today's episode is powered by Movo. That's right. We are now officially going to be saying that every single week, powered by Movo. And uh, today's episode is also made possible by Movo. And you can get a setup for yourself for any type of video or audio audio, audio production. And... Uh, that includes things like microphones and lights and stands, different types of microphones. We got wireless, keep pointing the wrong way, wireless microphones. We got shotgun microphones that stick right on the top of your camera or your smartphone. We've got the broadcast microphone that we're using today. We've also got the, uh, the, the little USB microphone here, the UMC 700. Uh, just a ton of Movo stuff in here. We got lights that are made by Movo and all of this brought to you by the wonderful people over there who make all of this possible by uh, selling all these great products. So if you're ready to get a lapel mic for your shooting outdoors, if you're ready to get a little mini shotgun microphone for the top of your camera, if you're ready for a broadcast microphone, Movo has it all. And you can check them out right now by heading to raiselinks.com slash Movo, M-O-V-O. And... And we're also giving away a Movo portable video production pack. And if you do, if you go for that, you will get not only one of those little shotgun microphones for the top of your camera, but you will also get the PR1 stand that holds, you can handheld with your phone on top of it. So you stick your phone on top of the hand holder and then you stick your microphone on top of that. And uh, if you're watching, Instead of listening, I'm doing all sorts of hand gestures right now. But uh, it allows you to have a full production studio that you can take with you anywhere. And quite literally, everything fits in your pocket. The uh, PR1 holder, that fits in your pocket. The shotgun microphone will fit right in your pocket. And of course, your phone already fits in your pocket. So you can have all of that ready to go so you can get great sound anywhere you want. And uh, even though we love lapel mics, you don't have to worry about using a wireless lapel mic. You don't have to worry about having wires that are running. This is a nice shotgun microphone. You stick on there and boom, you can shoot all around and get anybody at any time and, and pick up great audio at the same time. So if you want to win this package so that you can produce great audio, well, and great video, all you have to do is head on over to raiselinks.com slash movocontest. And when you get there, you just put in your name and you'll be entered to win. We're going to have the drawing on the 15th. So be ready for that. And by the way, once you're there, you put your name in there, you can actually get extra entries into the contest by inviting friends to join and by visiting our, our YouTube channel and visiting our Facebook page and a few other things as well. So get involved, have greater chance of winning, and do it now because well, it's already the uh, 10th. We only got five days left. Five days. So jump on in on that to win that great package. All right, that's the longest intro we've ever had. Let's hit the song. Here we go. Okay. He's right. Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. And has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And it's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. And I'm Steve Sleeper. Go VMM, our homepage. Get social, get the podcatchers. 
leave us a review on Apple Podcast, even though Ray doesn't use it anymore? Well, at least temporarily. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. they got to write a patch for it on the iPhones or something. I think it's only my iPhone. Nobody else seems to have the issue. I've, I've asked a lot of people, and it seems to just be me for some reason. Wow. Huh. Maybe the next update. For whatever reason, yeah. for those of you wondering what I'm talking about, because we love, I love my Apple products. I love them. No, what, what's happened is, uh, for whatever reason, if I turn on Apple Podcasts, start listening to podcasts, my phone gets really hot, and the battery drains like a nightmare. And once I turn that off, then everything goes back to normal. And now my battery, without that, again, lasts about two days instead of, hmm. you know, three hours. So whatever podcast was doing was sucking it down. And uh, it seems like the Maps program is doing it, too. So Maps and podcasts seem to heat up the phone and suck the battery. And it just one day started happening. I don't know why. Never did it before, any, and all of a sudden it started. Any security software or anything on it? Or? No, I don't think it's anything like that. I don't know what it is. Some, okay. some sort of bug introduced there somewhere. But hopefully the next patch will or next update will fix all that. In fact, it may even be fixed now. Who knows? I haven't used it in a while. I've been using an alternative podcasting application, which has worked nice. It's worked just yeah. as good. Sure. So, yeah. But any case, point being is you want to get our videos and our, our audios, all you have to do is go to all your favorite podcast places or go to YouTube, and you'll be able to check all of this out and have a little fun and learning. We're going to learn you at the same learn time. Hopefully have some fun. You. Sometimes we have fun. We'll see. Yeah, we and do. speaking of having fun, by the way, I've got a we don't we don't do guests very often. We used to do them a lot. We don't do guests very mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, one, we had an issue. We tried to get Owen video on, and uh, there was a tech disaster, and so we got to reschedule him and get him on. But uh, we also have another guest I want to bring on, Steve, and I think it's going to be really exciting. It's a, a guy here locally that um, he he had uh, lost his job when COVID came and everything else, and. So he started doing Pokemon, Pokemon trading cards, you know, uh, and the game and the, you know, trading the cards back and forth on YouTube. And he does a little Pokemon YouTube show where he opens Pokemon stuff and everything else. And uh, he's already replaced his income with that in this short period of time. And uh, when I looked at his, his channel and whatnot, it's not like he has a billion subscribers and, you know, billions of views, but he still replaced his income with this. And so that's why I want to have him on to talk about, hey, you know what? What did you do, and why is it working? And, you know, imagine if you did have a million subscribers and, and what that could turn into. So, um, well, you know, it's exciting he stuff. Al- he hit the algorithm, and it's probably more about hitting the algorithm than subscribers, assuming yep, you yep. got at least 1,000 subscribers. You know, so. Yep. Well, and, and, you know, the other thing, too, and I don't even I don't remember how many. I looked at his thing. I don't recall what it was. But um, the other thing... Um, YouTube-wise, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Steve, but uh, YouTube changed their terms of service and whatnot, which um, I only know because they sent me about five emails a day every day for about two weeks that said, there's an update to our terms of service. Yeah, okay, guys, thank you. This is the fifth one today. I get it. Um, Literally, just nonstop getting the exact same email about how they'd updated this. Well, one of the things that they updated, because I did look at it, was... uh, if you are not monetizing your channel, running ads, that even if you didn't plan on having ads running, well, they reserve the right to just run ads on anything now. Anyway, and by the way, I chose on most of my channels to not run ads because a lot of it is stuff that, you know, I just want people to be able to watch 
and hopefully I can drive them to you know my page if I want to sell something you know they can buy it from there um, but I noticed that uh, my stuff is having ads run on it so I'm like well you can't beat them. You got to join them. So I've gone and set up monetization on my stuff now and some of it. So if people are watching and they see those ads on there, I apologize, but maybe we'll make a few pennies off of that as opposed to uh, to YouTube themselves. So, uh, and I think people are so used to the commercials running on them now that eh, probably doesn't bug people too much. So the only time it ever bugs me is like when I'm looking for a how-to video because I'm trying to fix something really fast and then yeah. the up comes an ad. It's like thanks, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and what would be good, too, is is um, if you're going to set up ads on there because of that, and I recommend you do, you have to meet their qualifications in order to do it. But if you do, set up the ads. Um, when you po- publish your videos and you want to run ads on them, you can choose to just have the little banner ad. And if you don't want to annoy the crap out of people with a pre-roll video or whatever, if you choose the banner ads, that'll keep, uh, you know, that'll get you a few pennies keep YouTube happy and not distract people as much. So you can you can do that if you want and that'll yeah, that'll help yeah. out. Uh, in the past we used to use ads to run ads on our own videos, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would I would set up a video, I would run an ad targeting my videos and then put the clickable banner from the ad in my own video. So as I'm talking about things, my ad would show up on there and that would be the only ad that would show up and they would click on it. And so you can start doing some of those types of things again. We we kind of stopped doing that when they had clickable um, when they had the uh, clickable links in the videos, but then they killed that as well. So, yeah. constant change. The only thing that doesn't change is change. And uh, speaking of that, oh, speaking of change, we talked about this in a little pre-show warm-up, but uh, you may notice we've changed things around here. If you're watching on video, I've switched to a standing desk finally, and uh, getting used to it. Now, Steve, do you know the reason why I switched to a standing desk? So we could show the RVG behind you? No, that's that's a side benefit, which is good. If you're watching on video, and if I switch over to just me, you can see I've got my big RVG letters up there that you never saw before because uh, the desk was so low. And, and that's a, a good benefit of it and something that was intentional. But no, the big reason was that other desk was so rickety that whenever we shot videos and stuff, if I touched the desk, the camera would shake all around, and we didn't want that anymore. So I knew it was time to get a new one, and I said, well... You know what? If I get a standing desk, then I can decide whether if I hate standing, I can always put it down low. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so that's why we did it. But we got uh, the let standing desk for here. What's that? Let me ask. How low can you go? I can go pretty low. Okay. All the way to the flow. Flow. I don't know. We'll see. But no, you got the standing desk here, and the one behind me, if you're watching, is also a standing desk. So. If I lower this desk, which is kind of cool, is my microphone goes down with it, the camera goes down with it, and then the back one goes down, and the TV goes down with that, so we can be shooting while sitting and still get basically the same look, except we won't get the RVG and all that. But we can just go down with both and get back to work. That's pretty cool. Indeed. All right. So today we wanted to, boy, we're already 19 minutes in here, 20 minutes in, so we better get ourselves moving here. We're going to talk about live video and how to use it effectively. We've got a few different uh, techniques and steps that will help you along the way. And of course, uh, if you're listening in the podcast form, we actually do this as a live video on Facebook uh, every single week when we do the show. And uh, kind of, you know, we, we stole, I, Steve, I was thinking about this the other day. We may be the first podcasters to do the simultaneous video audio thing. We may be the first ones that did it. I don't know of any of the shows that were doing that back when we started. Now, uh, admittedly, we stole it from Howard Stern and Don Imus, who were doing that kind of thing, the behind-the-scenes video 
Uh, but they were doing it on TV. But I think we were one of the first podcast shows to do that. I don't know of any others that were doing it back in the day. So, Wow. Could be. Could be. I don't know of any. Could I could be wrong, but there you go. Nobody cares that we were one of the first, but we may have indeed been one of the first, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. That and $10 will get you half a cup of coffee at Starbucks. That's right. So, But yeah, so we do this live every single week. And so we want to talk a little bit about how you can improve your live videos. Uh, and by the way, some of these things I'm going to talk about are the things that I need to work on as well because I don't do all of these things properly or effectively and I need to get better at doing them. And the first one Steve will laugh at and, and nod about because he knows this one is absolutely true. The first thing that you really want to do is you want to have a schedule and be consistent. And for years we had been, but with crazy things that have been going on in the last year, uh, we've missed a lot of shows. We've done them on different days. We've changed days. We've moved it hours around because we had to on this week and back on the next week and missed this week. And, you know, it's been a, a madhouse the last year. But one of the best things that you can do for your live videos is to be consistent. Now, in our case, Steve, uh, I don't feel nearly as bad with this show because this one here is not a live show. It's a podcast where we just happen to record it live and let people watch in. So we can go anytime we want. We don't officially have a time. You know, we, we, we used to do it every Friday at 2. Now we do it every Thursday at 2. But, you know, we can go do it. We can do it on a Saturday afternoon if we want to. So I, I don't feel too bad about it, except that we always tell people to join us Thursdays at 2. And, and if things get moved around, then we're not there. But, you know, we probably want to be consistent with that. We want to really probably start to sell this as a live show uh, as much as a podcast. But realistically, this is a podcast where we just happen to uh, do a live behind the scenes. Uh, you, but, could you, put, uh, you could put something in your emails. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Well, I do. Everything's in, it's in my emails. In fact, you know what, Steve? I think my emails at the bottom, it talks about it. I think it probably still says Fridays. So yeah. I'll have to look at that and make a change. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to look at that and see. But, yeah, so consistency is the first thing that you really want to think about because you want to build an audience over time. And if an audience knows that you come on every Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning, then they're going to start showing up. They're going to look forward to, oh, Johnny Smith just went live and click on that and, and go. So having some sort of a set schedule is going to help you out immensely. But make sure you do something that you can really keep. You know, you don't want to say, oh, we're going to go live every single day at 10 o'clock. And then, you know, two weeks in, you can only be there Mondays, and the rest of the day, week, you, you can't even do it. So be realistic. You know, you don't need to go live every day. Some people only need to go live once a month, twice a month. But once a week, to me, I think is, is pretty good. If you can do once a week, that's good. Um, for the escape room, I'm working very hard at kind of, you know, sorting that out because I do go live for the escape rooms um, sometimes every day, yeah. you know, sometimes every day. And... I do it just like this. The uh, the TV in the background that you see now, if you're seeing that, actually switches to, say, Impossible Escape. And, you know, I do the live video right from here. Uh, sometimes I, I do it with my phone and I'll be off showing something inside the escape room or outside the escape room. But for the most part, I do it right here in this exact same studio and I just change the look. I change, well, actually I've got the... If you notice, the background, Steve, is blue right now instead of red because I forgot to change it back to our red and orange colors. But uh, this morning I was shooting for Instant Spokesperson, one of my programs, and that's blue and yellow, which is why you see blue in the background and yellow on that strip behind my head there. But, um, you know, 
we go live right from here. We just change things up and boom, we just go and it'll be all about the escape room. And so what do I go live about? Well, I'm, you know, on Mondays, I'll usually go live and talk about what's going on for that week. And most of the time I'll do a puzzle of the day, which uh, is kind of a pain in the neck, to be honest, but I think it's kind of cool and people like that. So we'll do some sort of brain teaser and if they answer it, they get a free ticket, that kind of thing. If they're the first to get it right. They get a free ticket. Um, and then on Tuesdays, we talk about what's going on that day, which is our family night. Wednesdays, we talk about the, uh, we do the, uh, the, um, uh, the food giveaways. So bring people donate food for the, for the local, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Steve? Food pantry. Food pantry. So they bring in food for the food pantry, and we donate that out. Um, and then on Thursdays, I'll talk about a different subject. Maybe I'll talk about a room, and then Fridays, we'll do the same. And I don't do it on the weekends because you never know when I'll be here. So I try to do that. Most days, somewhere around 5 o'clock, but I need to be more consistent and have people expect it. Um, get a production schedule down so that you know. I was watching uh, our good friend Owen video yesterday, and he was talking about some, some things like this too, and he was talking about that consistency, how to get your schedule to where it needs to be, and he's talking about your live schedule. You know, so know when you're going to go live. Make sure you plan in your preparation for it. So if you know you go live on Mondays, you know, have your prep be on Fridays so that by Monday you've got everything there and boom, you're ready to go. So That's just make right. sure you plan all of that out. Plan it in chunks. We like to plan in chunks and bunches and work it out that way. So. Uh, that's, that's the first unusual, That's an unusual last name uh, video. Is it that, sure uh, is. He used to have a different last name. I wonder what yeah, happened. It, it, I don't know. Is that Yugoslavian or something? It know. could be. It could be. It might be Russian. Russian. Video. video. Or in video. Or, or in video. So. The but yeah, that's the big thing. Be consistent. Have a schedule. Let people know when you're there. And one of the great things about Facebook, which, again, we never use and we need to start using, is you can, and I'll tell you why I didn't, don't do this very often afterwards, and I really should, um, you can actually schedule in Facebook the time you're going to go live, and it'll post on Tuesday, it'll say, you know, so-and-so going live Friday at 2 o'clock, you know, and it'll show you a countdown. And it'll keep going with that so that, that day and time when they show up on your page to watch that live video, uh, it's going to show the countdown right to when you start. And what that does is that helps with a couple of things. One, it gets people prepared, gets them into uh, the room on time, lets them know ahead of time when it's coming, and you don't have to do what most of us do in the live video field, and that is have that little countdown thing or music playing at the beginning. So that's what I typically do is I put up a screen that says, you know, whatever's coming, starting soon, and then it plays music, and then we come in and we have to, you know, waste 30 seconds doing that. If you got that done, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that. It starts and you just go, boom, hey, we're live. All right, here we go. And what's great about that is for the replays, they don't have to sit through two minutes of blank screen saying coming soon because your replay is going to have that as well. So if you set that up, you're not going to have to do that. Uh, again, something I need to work on, but definitely something that can be very effective. And, and it's one of those do as I say, not as I do. Unfortunately, I've got to get better at that. And, and we will. We'll get better at that. Yeah. Now that we're more consistent and everything, things are getting back to normal. So hopefully it'll be a lot more consistent anyway. So that's the first thing. All right. The next thing is your audio. Come on, guys. It's 2021. you got to have good audio. People will watch even bad video or, heck, you could have just a, you know, just a screen up there that just says your name. And if you've got good audio, people will still listen to it. But if you've got bad audio, they're going to turn away and they're going to turn it off. You know, even if you've got nice video and terrible audio, 
turns people off. And and this is one of the biggest pet peeves, and it drives me crazy. I see, I see sales videos for million dollar products, products that we know are going to sell a million dollars and do sell a million dollars, and the person in the video standing and introducing themselves at the beginning sounds like this because they're using the on-camera microphone instead of a real microphone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's nothing worse than that, and it sounds hollow and tinny and, and whatever. Um, and, I mean, heck, I, I might sound that way a little today because I haven't ah, optimized fine. my microphone. But um, usually they sound much, much worse than that anyway. And so that's a big, big thing. So how do you fix that? Well, you can fix that in a number of ways. One, if you, you know, in, in my case here, I've got an iMac. I probably am not going to use the built-in microphones on there. Um, they're actually fairly good, and in the newest ones, they're, they're even better. But to really be effective with that, you know, you've got to get right in there on those microphones. And, and, of course, the camera's right next to it, so you'd have your nose in the camera. But get an external microphone. Um, the mobile lapel mics that we have right here, the, the lavaliers, they cost $18. You know, head on over to uh, raiselinks.com slash movo and search up LV1. It's an $18 lavalier microphone. It's got a big, long wire, so you don't even have to worry about being tethered too closely to your phone. Go check it out. Pick it up. For $18, you are going to vastly improve your audio. In fact, I prefer lavalier mic- that $18 lavalier microphone, I prefer it over some of these other fancier big shotgun microphones and such because... That microphone's right there. It's you know, it's four inches away from your mouth. It's going to pick you up. It's going to sound a thousand times better. And I, I love wireless mics as well. But wireless mics, they have issues that you have to deal with as well. And with this, it's wired. Unless you're walking around the town, and you know, it's going to interfere. There's no reason to to pay for a wireless microphone. Get an $18 lavalier microphone from Movo or PowerDevice is another company that we've worked with that uh, they make a great little microphone as well, lavalier microphone. Any of those are going to make a huge difference. Uh, You can also go with, you know, one of these desktop ones. Like I've got one right here. I'm going to unplug it this time so I don't knock everything over. You know, if you're watching, this one here is a Movo UM700, okay? Beautiful microphone. Uh, looks similar to some other microphones. The uh, the Blue Yeti is a great one. Um, and we talked about microphones in a past episode, so go back and, and take a listen to that where we talk all about the microphones. But uh, the Yeti is great. The the Blue Snowball is great. Um, Samson makes a great one. Sure makes a good one. So there's a lot of different desktop USB microphones that don't cost a fortune and will make a huge difference. I think the I think the UM700 is like $90 or something. I think the Yeti right now, depending on which model you get, they've they've got a few models now, um, probably 120 to 150 bucks. I think the XLR one's a little more, but most people don't need that. Um, but it's going to make a big difference. And then, of course, if you want to do studio microphones, which is what we have here, uh, we had the RE20. We've replaced it with a new Movo one, which literally I just installed, so it hasn't even been optimized yet. But these will make a big, big difference to the quality of your audio. Um, and, and quite honestly, even if you don't use them correctly, they're still going to sound better than the built-in one. I've got another uh, camera over here. It's the C920. It's got a microphone in there. I wouldn't use that microphone either. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to improve that microphone. So that's, that's our next tip in there is improving that microphone. Get a new one. Get it in there. All right. Next one would be the camera. And we did have a big episode about cameras back when I switched around. Uh, And you've got a lot of options here. Now, in my iMac over here, it's got a built-in, it's a 720p camera, okay? The new iMacs have uh, 1080p cameras in them, I believe. 
I think they do. In fact, this one here might even be a 1081 because this is the iMac Pro. They may have put a 1080 in this one. Uh, I don't really use it, so I don't recall. But even a nice 720p camera is not going to be bad. Uh, we've got the C920 here. I've got a couple of C920s. Those are really good for an inexpensive web camera. They're very, very nice. 1080p. Uh, you can go and get them at Best Buy. You throw them on there and you're going to have a much, much better picture than if you're just using the built-in on most laptops or desktop machines. Um, you can use a DSLR. Now, I, I'll admit, I didn't like using the DSLR much at all. I tried. I've got a Canon DSLR. Um, the software Canon has to turn them into, into webcams is not great. It left these big bars on the side and, and then you had to zoom in on them and it was very weird. And I think it would only do... It would only do 720p on the camera that I had, even though it had, you know, it, it was a, it's a 1080 camera. It's an older Canon that I just had lying around. I figured I'd use it as a webcam. It's going to be better than, you know, anything else theoretically. But yeah, it only let me do 720, and then you had to zoom in on it because it had these bars on the side, and it just wasn't a good experience. Um, so it, I decided to not do that. I also have uh, the the Mevo um, uh, camera. And the Mevo camera is okay for this too. You can use that as a webcam now. And that did okay. Um, it was a little wide. I, I didn't, you know, you have to zoom in if you don't want it to be super wide. But that was okay. It gave me, probably the quality on that was similar to the, uh, to the C920. But what I ended up switching to is my iPhone. Um, I tested all those cameras and by far, by far, not even close, the iPhone gave the best picture. Now, what do I mean by best picture? Uh, I still look like me either way. No matter which camera I used, I still look like me. But when I used the C920, there would be, you know, bright, bright, like glowing highlights here and dark shadows here. And, you know, it, it didn't, it just didn't look pleasing. It was very harsh. And I switched to the iPhone and everything blended. Like my skin tones were nice and medium. Nothing was super, super glowing, white, hot, and nothing was super dark and shadowy. So it made a big difference. Made a big, big difference. Um, we do have, speaking of our good buddies, powered by Movo. Did I mention we're powered by Movo? I think yes, I you did. Oh, good. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but you can never say that too often. That's right. You can never say powered by Movo more than no, enough. Powered by uh, Movo. We are Movo powered. But uh, Movo actually has a webcam coming out, uh, which is interesting because I don't... Well, I was going to say, I don't think they've ever done a camera before. That's not exactly true. Actually, no, it is true. The other one was not a camera. It was attached to your phone. Uh, I believe this is the first time they've done any kind of camera, but they're creating a webcam with a studio microphone in the webcam. And so it'd be similar to the studio microphone we're using here, except it would be right on the camera. And it's a 4K camera. They have a 1080p version too, but pff, why do that nowadays? So I, uh, I, I did buy into that one. So most of the stuff I get from Movo, they provide it for us to test out and to use. Um, but this one, it was a Kickstarter and I jumped in and bought it as a Kickstarter to support them on that. Uh, that should be coming in August, but I heard the 1080p ones are coming out this month. So maybe the, uh, maybe the 4K one will be even sooner. So we'll see. Is that going to be just as good as the iPhone? We'll find out. We'll see. Now, uh, mentioning iPhone, this is a nice segue. What software do you use to interface uh, your iPhone? And <laughs> well, it's a funny story there, Steve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it works now, doesn't it? 
It does. Well, it always did. I, I okay. let me tell you the story with this. So, uh, to use your iPhone as a webcam, you do have to have a, a software on there that will allow you to do that. And there may be more than one. I'm not sure. Um, but the one that I picked up was one called Camo Studio. C A M O. And what it is is it's a, a an app for your phone. And it's an app that you run on your computer to interface with your phone. And in this case here, it is wired. So you actually plug your phone in, and, which is good because sometimes the wireless stuff, you never know when you're going to get, you know, your Wi-Fi is going to go down or anything like that. So this is a wired solution. And it turns your iPhone into a camera. And what happened was we were having all sorts of tech issues. And they just happened to coincide with when I started using Camo. And so I, I made a comment, I think... It might have been on the show. Was it on the show? I think it was on the show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. And, and I just made a comment that, well, you know, we, we started using this thing, this camo thing, and then we had these issues, so I stopped using it, thinking maybe that was the cause. Well, guess who was listening to the show? <laughs> <laughs> the creator of camo was listening to the show at the time, and uh, I think he was a little offended that we said that. Uh, but again, I, you know, I didn't mean to say that that was the issue. All I was saying was... I would, it could be the issue. It could have been an issue because it happened right after we did that. It wasn't the issue. It absolutely wasn't. I've been using Camo ever since. It is a tremendous program. It works very, very well. I love it. I'm a paid user for it. Uh, so uh, the owner, and I don't know that Steve. Do you know the owner's name? I don't. I don't even. I'm not sure. John Camel. <laughs> I think you're making that up. But in any case. If you're out there today, and maybe you've run away screaming from us, I don't know. But if you're out there today, it was not camo. We love camo. Uh, I was just trying to eliminate it at the time as something new that we had added that potentially could have been causing an issue. Because you always want to get rid of it. What did you do different? Well, we added camo and we started. But we added other things, too. That wasn't the only thing that we added. So the thought was maybe that was one of the problems. So we eliminated it, but it works fine. We're using it right now. So yeah, yeah. works and, great. And and if you're, you're watching the video, either the live Facebook or the YouTube, it, look at Ray and then look at me. And uh, I've, I've, I've got a Logitech C920. It's fine for me. But I'm, I'm not Ray the video guy either. That's I'm right. Not, uh, you, you Dang know. right you're not. <laughs> but, um, know your role. E everything Ray was talking about, uh, you, you can see the difference in the two cameras. Uh, Ray's colors are richer and deeper i uh mine's well, yeah i look a little washed out i got some hot spots on my face and stuff but well you've also got a very even lighting throughout the room which helps you know whereas yeah, i've got yeah. like the studio lighting so that really was accentuated because it's literally a ring light pointed at me and uh and before i used to have a key and a fill light instead of a ring light and so with the c920 you would really see that hot side yeah. that, where that light would hit yeah I, I mean i've got the blinds open if i close that you wouldn't have yeah that hot spot right here but whatever i'm not worried but, about it yeah it makes a big difference but you got to have a, a nice a nice camera get something decent uh it doesn't cost much the c920 it, it we're, we're not putting it down i've used it for years no, it's a beautiful yeah, yeah, camera yeah. it really is you can get one and, and the sad thing is that camera is i mean it's so old now and they still sell it because it's so popular popular that even in this these years of 4k and 8k they still sell a ton of them. You can go get one right now in Best Buy. I can almost guarantee. Uh, they've mm -hmm. also got the C922, which is a little update to that. Uh, I didn't like that one as much. That one, I that one was wider, I think. Um, or, is it, or is it? Okay. Okay. Or maybe it was the opposite way around. Maybe it was. I think it was too wide. 
Anyway, they changed the focal length, and, and I didn't like the focal length of that particular one. Um, so that's why I've, I've stuck with these C920s, and they work great. I still use one right here. So don't be afraid to uh, to use that old C920. Very good little camera well, for the, you. The, the, the average guy, unless I was to uh, point out the difference between the, the two cameras, you to me, I don't know that the average guy is going to see it. And if it's just you on a live video, I think you'll be fine. Um, oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I am I am intrigued that Ray's able to use his iPhone because it's got a great camera in it and uh, the software, and he finally got that to work. But but you know, yep, what I'm yep, yep. No, it worked great, and camo worked great right from the start. It was just something yep. was going on in the system somewhere. I don't even remember what the issue ended up being. I, what, wasn't it in the Mac? Something? Oh, it computer? was. It actually was in the graph the graphics card that that That's Mac uses. Right. Because it had it had a, a special uh, encoder inside there, and there was something buggy about that encoder. I there was some sort of a software conflict with that encoder, and other people had had mentioned it, and so we turned off the encoder, and boom, everything went back to normal and worked fine. So, cool. But, all right. So the next thing we want to talk about is software. Okay. So you've got your, you know, you've got your schedule, you got your microphone, you got your decent camera. Well, now you got to talk about the software that you're going to use, and there's a lot out there. Um, so I'm not going to get too specific into the actual softwares that you can use because there's a ton of them out there that are really, really good. Um, and, you know, basically what they do is they interface you with whatever live place you're going to. So, for instance, Facebook or YouTube. If you're going to go to live, go live to those places, you often need to have software that helps you to do that. Now, there are some built-in things. So your phone... If you're using your phone and you're going live on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, you can just do it. You don't have to worry too much about that. And there are some things built in with the desktop where you can kind of do it. But to really get in there and do something interesting, you've got to have a good software that's going to help you to interface with that. And so what, are the, what, are, what am I talking about? Well, if you're watching us on video right now, we actually have uh, Steve and I in two windows with a background behind it. We've got the date and the time on top. We've got our logo on top. We've got a crawler on the bottom telling you what's going on in the world of video. It looks like you're watching CNN except for the pretty people on the screen. You know, they're much uglier, unfortunately, wow. for CNN. But no, the point being is we've got all of that in here and we can do all sorts of things like lower thirds, which by the way, we have our names on the screen as well. We can add animations in there. We can switch to videos. We can play songs. We can do all these different things. You need software in order to do that. And the software that we use uh, for this is called MIMO Live, M-I-M-O, which stands for multi-input, multi-output. So that's what MIMO stands for in MIMO Live. Otherwise, it would be a very silly sounding name. Yeah. Not to mention confusing because the software is MIMO, we're powered by Movo, and we got a Mevo camera. Go figure. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what. As we make our movies. movies. So anyway, so Mimo Live, it, it is like having a studio right inside your computer here because I can have multiple camera angles and multiple cameras. I can talk to people remotely like Steve's in another state. You know, we're able to do this together. We got the, you know, all the graphics. We can do intros. We can do outros. We can do credit rolls. All of that is built into the software. Um, and it used to be a very expensive software, but now you can do it. They sell it monthly for 19 bucks. So for $19 a month, it's Mac only. So you got to have a Mac and you're going to, you know, you don't want to pull out a, a 2002 uh, iBook and try to do it. It's not going to work for you. You got to have, you know, a little bit of beef behind it. And the more beef you have in that computer, the more you can do with it. So you might have a, a weaker laptop. You'll still be able to do it, but you might not be able to have 80 layers of things going on. Like even on this show here, by the way, we only have 
uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine layers of stuff. One of which is the song, which is not even on right now, and one of which is the title screen that we don't have on right now. So while we're doing this whole show, we only have seven layers, and half of them are probably not necessary to do a great show. You know, you don't need to have the date and time and, and the logo at the top in order to do that. You don't need to have a, a streaming ticker on the bottom in order to do a show. So if you get a Mac and you want to have the, what I think, quite honestly, sorry, StreamYard and, and all these other ones and, and Restream and everything else, um, this to me is the best streaming software that I've ever used. Outside of possibly if you're going to go like the um, uh, with the NewTek uh, TriCaster, which is a very expensive hardware-based solution you know, which can do a lot of stuff. But this does pretty much all the same things uh, with the TriCaster. If you want to spend $10,000 on the equipment, you can have, you know, all sorts of cameras plugged in through professional connections and things, um, which you can still do with a lot of the software-based ones, but not nearly as effectively. But um, but there's a lot of great softwares out there. StreamYard does that. Uh, Restream is another one that does that. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones uh, that we don't use very often. What's that? OBS, OBS Studio. Well, I was going to get into OBS last, and I'll t- okay. and we'll say why there. Um, uh, I believe, uh, what's the other one is um, uh, Ecamm, I think is another one. Can't. So there's, there's a bunch of them out there. They're going to do this for you. They're going to allow you to stream out to those locations. They're going to add your graphics and your transitions. They may not do everything and do tons and tons of things, but they will do a lot of cool stuff. Many of them, including this one here, has the ability for you to show people's comments live on the video so you can literally be talking people can be leaving comments on facebook and they'll show up on the screen and this one does that as well i I don't really use it very often but um a lot of the softwares will have that feature which is actually very cool um but yeah that's the type of thing that you want to get now if you want to get started nice and free we're going to talk about what steve mentioned which is obs studio the open broadcaster um obs OBS Studio is the program that you want. What is it? OBS.org, I believe, is I the so. yeah, website. I think it's org. Yeah, I'm almost so, But just search OBS. It's going to pop up. It's everywhere. People use it all over the world. Uh, it, it's become as ubiquitous as Zoom has become. So uh, what OBS does is exactly what we're talking about here. It will connect with Facebook or YouTube or wherever you're going live to. It'll stream out your camera. And if you've got other camera angles and you've got graphics, it's a little bit primitive, I'll admit it's a little bit primitive, but you can do all of these little things in there. And it's completely free. It has been from the beginning. And when live video first started with Facebook and, and whatnot, it was when Facebook started doing live that this really started to kick in. OBS became the big deal. And, uh, you know, they, they started to add a lot more features. Um, and it was the only thing in town, really, other than pretty expensive softwares. Um, so a lot of people used OBS right at the beginning. For instance, us using Mimo Live, uh, it was called that before live video was really a thing. This was used for live productions. And so, for instance, you know, you brought this to a, a basketball, you brought your computer to a basketball game, and you broadcast it live there and put it up on the monitors or, you know, put it out onto TV or whatever. And now most people use it to stream out live because that's become the big popular thing. But the software uh, is a huge, huge part of all of that. So, Mm. All right, so the last thing, the fifth thing that we want to talk about for effective live videos is your content itself. 
you need to have good content that people are actually going to enjoy listening to, watching, hearing, uh, interacting with, etc. If you don't have good content, it doesn't matter if you're on time. It doesn't matter if you have good microphones. It doesn't matter if you have good cameras. It doesn't matter if you have the best broadcasting software ever put on the face of the earth. If you don't have content people want to watch or see, they're not going to show up. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you got to understand your niche. Now, Steve and I, we talk literally about video marketing specifically for things like local businesses and whatnot. And, you know, not exactly uh, going to get, you know, 300 million people watching that. So you got to curb your expectations as well. If you're a local plumber in Hoboken, New Jersey, you can't expect that you're going to have millions of people watching your live videos. However... What's more important, getting a million people watching your live videos from across the country where you can't really do anything, or a hundred people in and around Hoboken who can call you and actually use your services, right? Mm -hmm. So know your audience and provide what they need. So if you are in a certain niche, just understand that that niche may may have a certain limit. You know, um, the, the Pokemon YouTube channel we talked about earlier, Pokemon's gonna have a much bigger base than people talking specifically about lapel microphones. It's just going to. So you gotta understand that going into it. You gotta prepare your content so that that smaller audience really wants to come and watch and see what you do. Because that's really what you want out of this. You want your audience to be consistent and eventually buy things from you. Or if you're running your podcast specifically for advertising revenue, you need to keep those numbers up. So you need to provide good content, so prepare. Know what you're going to talk about in advance. Do a little bit of research. Now, admittedly, once you know the subject, for instance, uh, here on this show, you know, I don't need to spend three days preparing to talk about what microphone is best when you're out on the street shooting because I've been doing it for 40 years. Okay, maybe not 40. (laughs) I've been doing it for 30 years, 25 years. You were five years old when you started? Exactly, right? So I've been doing this for a couple decades. So if somebody wants to have me talk about, you know, lapel microphones, I can talk to you all day about them because it's something I've used and I understand and and I've sold and everything else. But if you're going to get into an intricate subject, just make sure that you understand it, learn about it, prepare, know what you're going to do. And, you know, once you get good at it, it's going to become a lot easier. It's going to take a lot less prep to, to do all these things. And if you're going to be having guests, you need to, you need to make sure you've got your guests lined up. You've got to make sure you prepare your guests, that they know it's going to be happening. So there's a lot of things that you want to do to make sure that when you go live, everything goes well. Now, is it always going to go well? No. Uh, on this show, we do pretty good. We don't have many major issues. And we've had tech issues where we just couldn't go live. And we had to record privately or whatever and just put up the podcast. You know, there's things that happen like that. The power will go out or whatever. But for the most part, as far as if, as long as everything's working, we don't have some sort of power outage or tech issue or what have you. Um, we can do all this without having really any any issues. It, it's, it's easy for us at this point. Now, I will tell you this. When I do my escape room show for the escape rooms, I screw that up all the time. And the reason for that is I am the technical director and I'm the the talent on the air and when I'm doing that show it's a video show so there's a lot more going on so I start that show and I come on first we have the little music playing and it says coming soon which we talked about we addressed that issue earlier and when we go live I jump in there and I'm like hey this is Ray over at the escape room um, well guess what when I've got that pre-show rolling with the music and all that I turn my microphone off you don't know how many times I've gone on there and said, hey, it's right here. Oh, I didn't turn my microphone on. Hold on. Boop. Oh, hey, now I'm here with the microphone. So I make that mistake all the time. You know, not, not necessarily that mistake, but those types of mistakes all the time. 
you just have to get used to it and it's tough to get used to sometimes because you got to be pressing buttons over here and using the mouse over here and then talking making sure you're looking into the camera over here and making sure the content is flowing and you know that nothing's going wrong and and like I've got this TV behind me here if you're watching on video that has different things on it for the escape room show it has the escape room logo but when I do the puzzle of the day I have to reach out to my keyboard press a button on there which switches what's in the monitor to show the puzzle of the day but of course, you know, if I'm not looking, I might miss the button, so I have to look down, you know. So it takes a lot to do those kinds of things. But, you know, you get used to them after a while. You get better and better at it. And quite honestly, who cares, you know, if you make little mistakes? The point is, if you've got good content and you've got it prepared and people want to listen to it, they're going to forgive you for pressing the wrong button or making some minor mistake. It's not a big deal at all. And, you know, don't be, don't be afraid of it either. You know, I'll come back on and go, hey, I forgot to turn on the microphone again, but now we're ready to go. You know, people understand that, and people like the fact that, you know, it's natural. If you've ever watched, <laughs> if you've ever watched any of those clips on YouTube where the news people screw up, and, you know, it's a disaster when they make little mistakes because they are so poised and they are so have to be perfect and everything that when something goes wrong, they just lose everything and it's just out the window. And, you know, so don't be that way. You know, own it. Oh, hey, I forgot to turn the mic on there for a second, but we're back now. Or, oops, that's the wrong well, button. Let's press this one. All right, there's our video. You know, be ready yeah. for those things to happen. Is, well, is the and, and some advice was given to me when I was 18 years old. I was a freshman at Creighton. Our friend, Dr. Greg DiNicola, PDQ Urgent Care and More, who we've done some videos for, uh, he was in a speech class with me. He was a junior. I was a freshman, so I thought, wow, this guy's been around the world. But I got up to do my speech, and I messed up, and I kind of pointed out that I messed up, and he wrote a note that said, you got a really good voice. I wouldn't have known you would have messed up if you didn't point it out. <laughs> Just act like nothing's wrong. Carry on like you. Know, and most people really don't notice that kind of stuff, you know. So just act like nothing's wrong and, and continue yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing too. I mean, if it's if it's clearly noticeable, like for instance, my microphone wasn't on. You know, there's no way to cover that. So own it. Just be like, oops, hey, there we go. Yeah, now we're back. But, don't, but don't if it's something people don't notice. You know, don't, like I don't dwell on it. Don't dwell yeah, on no, it. No, absolutely not. You know, whatever. Absolutely not. But people cool. will forgive you. Just own it and move on. You know, yeah. some people lose their, you know, what as soon as anything goes wrong. You know, if you ever seen some of those newsmen clips, you know, sometimes they make one mistake and ah, I don't know, and you know, they're going crazy, throwing papers around and stuff. Bill you know, don't be that person. Yeah, <laughs> probably Bill that one clip. There's a clip out there that went. Uh, Oh, yes, I remember that, actually. Or Casey Kasem was the other one where he yeah, lost yeah. it. You know, I got to talk about this. Bloop, 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 dog. After playing this song, blah, 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 huh? what is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But you just have to own it and move on. Or mm -hmm. if it's something unnoticeable, just keep moving. I goof up all the mm -hmm. time and with little things. And in my head, I'm listening to myself, and I know I said that word wrong, and I just move on, and nobody notices, you know? Well, you know, when I was on the radio... Uh, I, 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 was, I made a living at it for five years in the 70s, and then probably for 20 years after that, I did Sunday mornings just for fun, you know. And um, I would air check myself. And you, you have this tape you put in, and whenever you turn on the mic, it would record you. Yeah. And I thought, man, I, I didn't do a very good job today. I'd go back and listen to that air check. It was fine. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it really was. So uh, something that you think maybe is kind of a big deal, 
people. It's don't know it's the same things. with anything, you know. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, I, I I talked about my new desk here, you know. Yeah. Well, it came in from Amazon and they had damaged it. So Uh-oh. in the corner of this desk is a little damage. I'm touching it right now. A little oh. bit of damage there. Now I notice it and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Anybody else who came in here would never notice it in a million years, you know. Maybe and who cares? Bugs the heck out of me, but it's because I know it's there and it's mine. And so I see it. So when you make a mistake, it's your mistake. You see it. You feel it. It hurts. But just get over it. I, I make a mistake now, and unless it's a recording, by the way, if it's a if it's a recording versus live, I'll stop and do things over. But when it's live, you you, you got to stay live. You, you know, you are live. You don't want to be the guy that's like, oh no, 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 and then that's there forever. So you got to be careful with that. But those are the five tips. Make sure that you are consistent. Get a good microphone, use a good camera, have software that does a lot of cool stuff for you so your videos look really, really good and you can do cool things with them. And then the fifth one, of course, is to just be prepared with your content so that people are ready when you get in there, you give them good content. And hopefully we've done that today, Steve. Hopefully. right. Because we are Movo-powered, so hopefully that's given us superpowers to provide good content. Did did you say we're Movo-powered? That's right. We are indeed Powered by Movo, the guys wow. who make all these great microphones. Hmm. That's pretty great. And lights and stands. They make all kinds of stuff. Mini tripods. They got mixers. They got all sorts of things. They got mixers? You, oh, yeah, yep. They've got mixers. Wow. Not, not the kind you make your shakes with, oh. but the, uh, the kind you mix your audio with. But here's the thing, Steve. If you like to shoot video with your iPhone or your smartphone, as opposed to big expensive equipment, they've got entire sections on there of just professional audio and video equipment to help you shoot better with your smartphone. And that's what we love because even though I have nice cameras, I almost exclusively use my smartphone for everything I do because, well, let's face it, it's in my pocket and it's got better quality than professional cameras did just a couple years ago. So they got a lot of that stuff. But if you do podcasting and you need a microphone, they've got it. If you need lights for your studio, they've got some of those. You need a mini stand, which, by the way, I've got two of them now. The MVT-1, it's a little mini tripod. Stands about this tall. Holds my smartphone on it. Love it, love it, love it. Fits right on my desk. Because before, I used to have to use a regular tripod and put my camera close enough to the desk but as you know a tripod goes like this it it shoots out like a pyramid well guess what that means you got to push it even further away the camera's gonna be further away because that leg is coming into it and hitting the desk so now with this mini tripod which by the way is just a tall rod and then little thin legs right at the bottom so you don't have that tripoding issue like that uh, i just put it right on my desk between my two monitors i've got a monitor here a monitor here I've got the tripod there with the camera on it and now i got the movo studio mic right above it so very cool stuff which yeah. by the way because because the thing is steve you know i used to with my other studio mic with the way it was it was a different style of microphone it was actually over here on this screen over here so when I was recording things the microphone was always over here so I always had to look this way instead of at the camera well now with this one here even better so cool although even though I've got that I'm still looking over here where Steve is you know see but he's close enough that maybe you can't tell plus my eyes are screwed up so yeah (laughs) all right that's enough we're getting into medical conditions now I think we I think the people have had enough it's fine (laughs) 
So if you're ready to start doing any of this stuff, you can check out Movo right now and check out all the great things that they have, all those great microphones and lights and stands and mixers and everything in between for your audio and video purposes. They even sell, or at least they did, I, I noticed they were out of stock right now, uh, the Zoom recorders. They sell that kind of stuff too. So be sure wow. to check it out. They got all sorts of great stuff in there. Lapel microphones that you could get for, you can get lapel microphones that literally plug right into your iPhone or your Android phone. So they've actually got, the end of it is actually a lightning port or a uh, USB-C port. So you can get them like that. Now, personally, I get the one that has the regular jack, and then I use the iPhone's uh, lightning adapter. And the reason is because then I can use that microphone for all my cameras and computers and everything else. So it's not limited to just that. But if you need one that's just for your smartphone, you can get a USB-C one for your Android phones, your Samsungs and whatnot, or the Lightning one directly for that. And if you want to check out any and all of these, head on over to raiselinks.com slash movo. And don't forget, we are giving away, and I don't have it. I'll hold it up here. Oh, no, that's not it. I don't know where I put it. It's around here somewhere. Oh. Also, Put be prepared when you do a live event. I know. Well, gonna, I didn't plan on showing show you. A product, if you're going to show a product, make sure it's sitting next to you. That's right. Make sure it's there. Well, I didn't plan on it. But uh, we are doing a giveaway of a Movo product, and that is their portable smartphone production kit, which comes with the little hand grip, which, by the way, I, I called it a hand grip earlier because they do. They call it a hand grip, but it's a hand grip, but it also attaches to your tripod. So you, you can literally handhold and your phone attaches to the top of it and you can walk around handheld like that but that handholder attaches to any tripod or other type of mount it attaches to the mini tripod as well so you can actually have your phone mounted that's what i'm using on the mini tripod is the pr1 hand holding system there and you use that with your phone to hold it put that on your tripod or carry it around and you're also getting a nice microphone called in fact i do have this one this one's the pro version of it, but in that box, this is the, uh, right here, if you're watching on video, the VXR10, we'll get rid of the word pro, because the one that you guys are getting is the VXR10, looks like something like that, and it attaches to the top of your smartphone on top of the PR1 grip. The PR1 grip has the little, the little shoe mount, and you stick that on there, and now you have your phone on a nice holder with a bubble level so you can see your levels, you can attach it to a tripod, and you can have a shotgun microphone pointing at people that's going to give you much better audio than the built-in microphones on your smartphone. So if you want to get in on that, go to raiselinks.com slash movo contest. So if you want to buy products, raiselinks.com slash movo. Want to get in on the contest, raiselinks.com slash movo contest. Be sure to do it now because it ends in five whole days. Mm. Five days. All right, Steve, we're ready for the music. I am. Well, then here it comes. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. He has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 